This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome to the show and I'm joined today by Jeanne Moray who is an Instagram influencer with millions of followers and he is Explorer on Instagram. Jeanne, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, my pleasure man. Thanks for having me once again. So one of the things that we didn't necessarily touch on in the previous episode and those that are listening, I will put a link in the description to our previous chat and what what I ended our talk wanting to ask you mm-hmm. <laughs> was, do you feel the impact that you're making? Meaning, you know, you've got millions of followers on multiple different platforms. Do you get noticed on the street? Do you have people coming up to you wanting autographs or selfies? Like, what's what's that side of things like? Because a lot of people strive for the position that you're in. And yet when I picture influencer slash celebrity status it's being missed away from like work life if you will or being noticed on the street when you're you you go in the shop or whatever the case is so do you you ever get that do you ever feel the the impact that you're having that's a very very good question uh first off i think there is different kinds of fame I think many people getting to fame either on purpose or by mistake or just as a result of their job, whether they're really good or really bad, because you can become famous for both. Um, as you know, just in those pictures, like like those painters that that like the the Cristiano Ronaldo statue, it, it was so horrible and and it became famous. So either way, you can get fame out of anything. Uh, but the point is, I think the outcome on how you react to that fame uh has has uh, um, as a reaction based on, on on what you were into in, in the first place so for example i didn't i didn't jump on instagram to get famous i just did it to, to share my pictures to stay in touch with my family as i told you first time and later in life I, I realized i could make money with it but i didn't know that fame would come to play with it other than say an actor, when you get into acting and you're in, you land the job at Hollywood, you know you are in for the fame and other things. But it's it's very different when you jump on Instagram because at least in my case, I didn't do it just for the likes or the fame. Um, I did it out of my sore passion to 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 travel and to share with people my experiences and how to lose fear when going places. Whereas, for example, some other influencers that are. They don't have a true passion, but their only passion is to get famous. It's not like coming from the heart in, in, in reality. So let's say they're going to buy a really nice car and they're going to get a really hot girl with as little clothes as possible. And they're just going to shoot videos. Um, that's like kind of a different end goal. They're just, they're just doing it for sort of the morbid side of the, of the videos because Everybody knows shortcuts to get famous. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> Literally, everybody knows. It. Um, it has to do everything with race, with where you were born and where you live, with what, which people you have access to. Even the, the, the breed of your dog makes an impact. Everything, everything <laughs> makes an impact. Why do you think Lassie and, and Beethoven and all these dogs got famous? I've never seen Creole dogs or, or stray dogs becoming famous. Everything has to do with this. Um, so back to my point, I could, should, I could shoot travel videos with super hot models 
and jumping out of planes and saying, for example, I'm going to jump blindfolded with my hands striped on and I'm going to unleash myself midway and I'm going to land in the pool. Like I could do that. But the point is, I don't like it. I'm not following the famous per se. I'm following what I like. And that, I think that's the mistake most people are doing nowadays on Instagram. If you ask me, if you, well, if you ask most people, including Instagram employees, they would say Instagram is the ultimate expression of freedom. Like you can put anything you want in there. But I completely digress. I think Instagram, even nowadays, is ruled by what you want, uh, uh, not, not what you want to show, but what you think is trending. I have seen many brands, not just people, but Fortune 500s, car factories, um, incredibly big websites, everybody jumping into trends that they don't necessarily believe in, like LGBTs. They're just jumping in just to be part of, of that audience. They're not doing it because they truly believe in the core of their beliefs. They, 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 they do it just because, oh, it's June, it's LGTB, LGBT months, like, like whatever. It's like, it's not coming from the heart. And anyway, back to the point is, I don't like trends per se because they don't really make you sh show your uniqueness. I just rather do whatever, you know, is, is my passion. And if the, the likes follow, if the passion follows, if the money follows, that's an extra. Uh, but I think that's the real expression of Instagram. It's not true freedom. Actually, I think it's based on the freedom that trends are currently showing. So remember the ice bucket challenge. Remember the, like, I, this, this, I could tell you a dozen different challenges. The, 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 the cap, where the, like the uh, ninja kick, where you take the cap off the lid. Of, 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 I mean, there's been tons of challenges. And you see tons of celebrities and even, you know, you know, just regular people doing them. Um, and I know they're doing it because they're trending and they're going to grow even more. That, that's totally fine. But I think that's actually against the ultimate expression of freedom because it's, you're, you're stuck with doing whatever is trending or you will not grow, period. There's no other way. There's no other way. Uh, so... And that, that's why Instagram released the, the, uh, the function where you can hide likes. I think that's fine. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm so grateful that they give you the option now. Whereas before, you either had them or you didn't. And if you had really good engagement and you couldn't show your, your, your likes, that really was a, was a shot in your foot, man. Um, and, and, and similarly, if you had really bad engagement, and, and you didn't want to show it, you couldn't because you were stuck in a specific location. You remember Instagram used, before, it used to work based on location. Mm -hmm. If you lived in a specific country, you had more, more, more abilities to do Instagram with than other countries, just, just because of the pool selection uh, where the Instagram beta form was, 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 was in place. Um, so it was kind of unfair, but now that they have this, it's, it's a little more free in that sense that people will worry less about the likes and they will actually do whatever they love now don't get me wrong there is there is a huge gap between doing what you love and something that will make you successful sometimes you do have to play with trends in order to catch up with that success there's again there's no other you know way to do it but i think many people on instagram are doing too much they're just following the fame and they're not doing things out of heart and I could give you, again, many examples of, of people doing the same things. They're just different names. They're different people. Everybody's doing the same. 
Um, so in my case, I've seen the, the pains of this because I'm not growing as much as before. I'm not getting as much engagement as before. I know the tricks. I know what I could do. I, I know the shortcuts I could do, but I don't want to be like everybody else, you know? And now back to the question regarding fame, whether I'm, I'm really famous or not, at least the people who know me know me for what I do. And that's, that's all that I care for. I don't want to be the guy in the news like, ah, that's the guy that jumped from a building with, with a naked girl. I don't want to be that guy. That's, that's easy. Anybody could do it. They just need the resources. But trust me, that's easy. You could do a ton of highly illegal things for likes and you would probably um, get in trouble for a couple of weeks and then you'd be okay. Like this Vitali guy, the guy that runs naked in, in football stadiums all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Granted, he's fucking hilarious, excuse your language, but it's a really bad example. It's, it's, think about this. You have 22 football players going to the gym three, four hours a day, running three, four hours a day, having the match of their lifetimes. This is going to change their entire lives. And then this loser comes in and stops the match, you know, Everybody's losing their, their uh, you know, like, like, like when you're heated up and you're ready to play, everybody's losing that momentum. 22 people are losing on their skills, their abilities on a 24-7 basis just so one guy can become even more famous. And guess what? People are applauding you. <laughs> so I think that's very selfish, man. And I, I think that's one of the, the downfalls of Instagram. It's setting more bad examples than good examples. And the audience, you know, the general, um, you know, audience is just applauding. So that's, that's just one of the downfalls. It's interesting that you bring up trending going against freedom. It's almost like socially pressured, um, jumping on the bandwagon, so to speak. But you, you feel yeah. almost, I don't want to say obligated, it's the wrong word. You do feel pressured to yeah. do it. And when you get the positive affirmation whether it be likes or follows or whatever the case is you want to keep doing that and there was the whole story around becoming tiktok famous when that came out and they unleashed yeah. that habit of one post can make all the difference and mm -hmm. it it builds this loop where people keep doing it and yeah. it's interesting that you bring up that it goes against freedom which is supposedly what social media allows us to do like creative expression so to speak it's yeah. not actually creative if everyone keeps just following what everybody else does but how does someone then start a trend the person that starts it is basically doing the whole freedom element but everybody else is kind of just copying right Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, I'd say that the only person who gets true freedom is the one who starts a trend, just as you said. Um, and mo most times we don't really get to know the one who started. If you ask me who started the Ice Bucket Challenge, I have no idea. But I could tell you five different actors that I saw on Instagram doing it. So I guess the, 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 the owner of that, that challenge, the guy who started or girl who started, we can create them for the creativeness but we don't know their names at least i don't uh, and if i don't probably many people don't um so i mean it's there's one for the other but 
that's exactly what I'm trying to say. And this goes against, you, you know, I'm all up for speaking against the trends. I'm all for being the, the devil's advocate. I like discussing a very different viewpoint from one, from what the stereotype is, from what the trending topic is. And this is something that probably nobody discusses. The true freedom of Instagram is not what everybody thinks, actually the opposite. Social media is hurting us more than ever. And with this, I'm not trying to demonize and say that we should close our phones or whatever. I'm saying um, we should have more creative freedom to do whatever we want with our accounts as long as it's you know over 18 and, and you know things like that. Um, <laughs> but we should do anything we want without the penalties. I had, I, and I posted this on Facebook a couple days ago. I don't know if you noticed. Um, so they were there was a a U.S. senator a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. He posted a video hunting illegally an animal in his own state, and he posted a gore photo with blood with the dead animal still with the with the shots or something like like the open wounds very graphic if you ask me not 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 instagram content unless you are an avid hunter you know fan and you follow hunting page or whatever but this is a u.s senator i think it's it's very different anyway yeah and and his caption was was a great day that was his caption i reported the photo because i'm against anything that is illegal I reported photo because I believe that, and, and this senator passed a bill against hunting. <laughs> that's, that, that's the worst part of it. Oh, I think I, was, I think it was a senator from Montana. I don't know. I don't even care. Um, anyway, I posted a picture of a of a duck in Italy, just floating in the water, and I mentioned that COVID for a part-time last year, I don't know if you remember, um, got rid so much of pollution that eventually some animals got back into their originally natural habitats, just temporarily. Well, my photo got deleted because I was speaking regarding COVID because my information apparently wasn't scientifically based even though it's common sense, you get rid of toxicity, animals and, and, and nature flourishes again. That's, that's common sense. But I, I guess Instagram doesn't use common sense. Um, my photo was banned. And now when you go, it's not like, like, like let, 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 me, let me give a throwback in history just really quick for the newbies. Uh, way along in Instagram, you got copyright claims or somebody reported your content and all you got was a notification on Instagram saying your photo was deleted and they sent you the information via email uh, with a screenshot of the photo. No links anymore. The photo is gone. They just send you a screenshot of the photo and the notes regarding the, the, the claim, whether it's, uh, the owner said, please take this picture down or you got a trademark claim or whatever. Or just Instagram said, we don't think this goes with our community guidance. They always say community guidance. Mm -hmm. There's no community, man. It's just, it's just an <laughs> algorithm. Yeah. Actual reports are not measured by any human being. Nobody with flesh and bone. It's all AI. AI determines whether you're doing something good or wrong. So if, you, if we go back to the movies, remember this movie? I don't remember the name, but it was a movie where they arrest people based on a machine that predicts the future. So they arrest them in advance of murdering. Oh. I, I don't remember the name, but it's a really good movie man and anyway the 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 the, the um the message from the movies there's a prison full of suspectly 
uh, in the future murderers, but nobody had done anything in that prison. They just, they just thought of murdering, or they were going to, but they didn't. The point is they didn't. They got them beforehand, or even before they knew they were going to do so. But the prison was this, and I think the, the movie is regarding this lawyer or this, this person who realizes it's against law to arrest someone for something they've never done. So this just shows the controversy. When should you stop a soon-to-be murder? You know, should you stop them before they give a murder, I mean, before they commit murder, and arrest them or, or give them some kind of habilitation to reinstate them in society. I, I mean, that's, that's a, a huge other topic for another subject, but my <laughs> point regarding this is Instagram is actually doing this. If you do something, whether it's good or bad, AI is judging you. It's not real people anymore. So guess what? I... Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking bad. <laughs> it's, it's that bad. So AI determines many things. Again, remember we discussed the algorithm. The algorithm is so much bigger than we can think of. And by the way, Instagram's videos, like, like the, the CEO of Instagram that has made a couple of videos explaining how the algorithm works, as complete BS. Why would the CEO tell you the secrets to his company? He's just telling you the secret, he's just telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. It's like if you ask me, what's the secret for, for, for success or making a seven-figure business? I'm just going to give you the gist of it. I'm not going to tell you the exact secret because I don't want to, to you to replace me, right? Yeah. I don't want you to be my competitor. Nobody who tells you how to run a business will tell you how to run their business. They don't want you to become their competitor. So stop buying those courses. They will. Why would anybody give you their secrets? If, I, if I'm making a million dollars a year, why would I sell a course for $35, if I'm making a million, <laughs> why would I give you the access to make a million for 500 or even $100,000? That's really cheap. If you're going to make a million, $100,000 is really cheap. If I'm going to sell a course on how to make a million, I'm going to price it for a million, period. Right? So anyway, <laughs> I'm degrading a lot from, from, from my points. <laughs> but uh, back to that. Don't believe Instagram's algorithm videos because they're not telling you the exact thing. They're just telling you what the agenda is so that you want to stay in, in, in that. Remember, there's a lot of frustrated people in there. So every time somebody who's frustrated on Instagram goes and sees the video, says, oh, that's why the algorithm is not playing on my behalf because I need to show their content. Everybody knows it. They're just judge, justifying themselves with, with how the algorithm was, but it's completely gone from the truth. The truth is the algorithm is a lot bigger and this AI that judges you uh, keeps in mind a lot of things. So sexuality, uh, the level of uh, nudeness in a video, the level of gore, whether it's blood, there is dead beings, whether it's human or animal, whether there is drugs involved, whether there is violence, there is so many things, so many things. And you've seen these workarounds. I've seen, I, I actually know a couple of nude photographers. They literally just scratch an arrow or just like a cross on nipples. Yeah. And that's enough so that the algorithm doesn't catch it up. Huh. Why do you think there is a lot of sexual, well, close to sexual content on Instagram that is not penalized, but there is kids that, that paint with their toes and Instagram things like use some kind of fetish or whatever, and, and it gets down. Because it's AI, and we have to remember, in 2021, AI is still not perfect. And if you ask me, I don't think it will ever, ever be that perfect. The moment it's perfect, AI is going to get rid of it, period. Um, <laughs> but 
how, again, how can we trust our own freedom if we choose not to go down the path of trends and we choose to do something original, if at the end we're going to be facing this world that a machine is judging us, right? A machine is judging whether it's a male nipple or a female nipple, because again, and this is another topic for a different day, but how does a machine differentiate a male nipple from a different nipple? How can a machine tell whether it's morally good or bad for, specifically, for a specific gender to show or not show anything? And I'm not saying anybody should or, do, or should not do so. Anybody can do whatever they want. I don't care. But again, how can a machine know? Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you update software on a machine and say, now binary people have these new um, benefits on Instagram? How do, how do you update AI so that you know what things to allow? U.S. senators can now kill animals freely on Instagram. Now, new AI. How, how, how can we be certain that our creative freedom will be legally respected if it's AI? And second, guess what? When you, sub, when you submit a review on a claim, AI <laughs> rejudges the same thing. <laughs> why the world man so again i'm just i'm, sp I'm speaking from the process of, of how to create your own uh dream job and land the ideal uh follower size on instagram in in order to get fame or just to get your your, your work uh, uh recognized whatever you want to do but again regardless of what you pick how true is this freedom in, in reality that's, that's that's a really good question I'm not going to blame them in the sense that a billion and something users is probably a million uh, reports a day, probably a million. I understand there is no imaginary force in the entire world to have a team to review a million claims. I know they have to have AI in place in order to make it efficient. I know. Mm -hmm. But again, we have so much content. I would say, if you ask me, I would say the amount of people on Instagram already surpassed Instagram's ability to sort them. If you ask me, there's too many. There's already too many. Uh, if you asked me a year ago, two years ago, when you asked me, hey, do you think it's still enough space to, to make a living on Instagram to start from scratch? If we started from zero followers right now, I would have said yes. I would still say yes. But I would say it's not about competition anymore. You're competing against the platform. You're competing against AI. I know tons of people who have really amazing content that have five likes because there is no nudity involved, because there is no gore involved, because there is no morbidity involved. Um, so, and, and it's, there's workarounds. When you know AI and when you know how it works, you can overcome it. I have seen uh, literally videos where, where you can um, like you can censor blood, you can censor violence, things like that, but you can still pause a video. I mentioned you can still censor nipples in some ways. You can put emojis on the nipples. You can cross the, the nipples and AI won't even detect them. Um, you can even overcome the AI where you can find uh, copyright claims for, for music if you speed up the music, 
the AI will not recognize it. If you slow down the music or if you, you talk over the music enough so that the AI doesn't pick it up because it's just like Shazam or, or you know, one of these programs. Yeah. Uh, Shazam doesn't listen to the music. It listens to a, a, a code behind the music that, you know, they match to their database. Oh, it's this song. They don't recognize it based on the pace of the song or whatever. No, they, there's a code behind it. So there's a lot of work on Instagram. That's where I think the true creative freedom comes into place. How to do whatever you want and overcome the AI so that you can still post whatever you want. I think this, I don't remember who it was, but there was this guy that posted his buttocks on Instagram. (laughs) And he was like, I have the right to post my buttocks because it's literally just an ass. It's not even showing the full ass or genitals. Just just, just like the top portion of the buttocks where you see a line. And this guy was like, if Instagram takes down this photo, then we're in real creative trouble because I can't even post my own skin, you know? But we always find workarounds. So it just goes to say, how much can they truly do to commit to not showing um, content that is not necessarily morally okay versus how can we, you know, have to create freedom where maybe we can show a little bit of everything, but because it's for scientific purposes or for art, maybe they should do exceptions, but we need to interact with human beings. AI will not understand, hey, I'm a nude artist. This is not porn. This is, this is nudity. The, the models where there's male or female, they agreed upon this and my Instagram is private. So anybody who wants to follow me, I have to pre-approve and make sure they're over 18. So I'm doing everything pretty much, uh, you know, formally. AI will not understand it. AI is, 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 is logarithmically based. Yes, no. If, if yes, then yes. If no, then no. Period. How can we truly fight for our true creative freedom if we have AI in place? That's, that's the question. And that, that, that's just the thing. Instagram is not as, as advanced as we'd like to think when it comes to, to decision-making, uh, when it comes to judging content. I'd be curious about the massive amounts of impact that let's just say algorithms that have to scale up philosophical arguments so this or that this or that this or that what about this what about that you know the whole sort of do we kill three people to save five argument and things of that nature and it's it's a moral argument where everyone's going to be different right these algorithms are programmed by humans that have their own opinions on what's right and what's wrong and what's best and what's not. And exactly from like me talking to you, that's fine. It's on a one-to-one basis. That is fine. That works. You could scale that up just between us two. Yeah. So 500 conversations later, 10 million conversations later between me and you, we can scale that up because we, we don't change or when we do change, we can update our algorithm as, as a person, right? Yeah. You're talking about millions of people all having to get along and we're being programmed and manipulated in some ways by people that are telling us what to do and what not to do. 
and all of it is a philosophical and moral argument and no one's going to agree. Exactly, exactly. You said a really good point, something that I hadn't thought of. AI is machined on the engineer's personal beliefs. That's an amazing thought. It's not truly AI. It's, it's more like pre-assembled uh, coding based on a person's uh, thoughts. So it's not truly AI. It's not making decisions based on news. Um, it's, it, and you get a great example, you know, you, would you kill people in order to save five? You know, three people say five. Uh, like, like when they ask you this, this uh, psychological question, if your house is burning down and your mom is in one room and dad is in the other, and which one do you say? I'm like, man, I don't like those questions. <laughs> no, I don't. And the whole, th- <laughs> the whole thing is different when you have to kill three people with a knife to save five versus press a button on the other side of the planet to yeah. kill three people from you know you're on the opposite side of the planet to where the people are you press yeah. up and three people die to say five that argument changes again yeah you know, i would not like to kill anybody with an knife never mind three to say five but pressing a button on the other side of the planet well i probably don't have to live with the consequences of that um it feels different would, would I still do it? I'd still probably would still just walk away from the console and not press the button. But mm-hmm. there are people out there that it does change the the arguments and how you feel about the situation. And unfortunately, we're in a world where that is programmed by an algorithm, by an AI, which is programmed or engineered by the engineer it's not Mm. it isn't an algorithm anymore is it it's the person behind the algorithm because someone someone has to give this thing the rules someone has to give this thing the parameters to operate in and i think that is that is part of the problem is that every single level the problem is a human problem isn't it every yeah i mean even ai if it turns out in a hundred years to be more smart and efficient than us, even that will be our own making, our own doing. If it happens like something like Matrix and AI finishes mankind, that's our own doing because we created AI in the first place. Um, now let's step back a second and apply this AI into Instagram content. How can AI know whether something is good or bad? For example, I am a dog advocate, you know that. I love advocating for animals. I love fairness and equality to all animals. I'm not going as far as, as being vegan and, and everything. I'm just against unreasonable you know, violence or unnecessary use of violence for animals. Uh, so for example, I like meat. I don't like the processing which meat is done, but I would rather have a cow dying in a more humane way, if that sort of thing. Uh, again, I want to eat. I know my personal eating habits. I just, I would prefer the animal to suffer less, period. But now, um, how can Instagram understand that? How can the AI understand that? Whereas it comes to other animals, if I'm cooking a cow, I'm cooking, you know, just some raw meat, how can Instagram know where that meat is coming from? uh, it's going to be a lot of years until they are truly that smart. And again, let's apply the same process to another example. Um, 
if I'm petting a cow or I'm petting a dog, can the AI determine which animal is more morally inclined to be better to be of with humans? Obviously, we as humans know that dogs have a better history of coping with humans. We domesticated dogs long before anybody else. We would rather eat a cow uh, during winter than a dog. At least I'd hope so. Uh, but again, this AI is applied based on a person's belief. What's better, a cow or a dog? AI will make the decision based on the engineer that maybe, maybe he comes from a certain culture where cows are super important. So uh, <laughs> he'll determine that dogs are more expendable. And again, I'm not in favor or against anything. This is just an example because, you know, some people, oh, you hate dogs oh, and hate, hate, hate. And no, there's just examples. Just examples, man. Calm, calm down. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, man, people criticize a lot. Um, and uh, since I'm a huge advocate for animals, I'm not going to lie. I have a specific preference for dogs just because I'm so in love with them. My two dogs are just laying over there in the back of me. Um, I help dogs. I, I, I love helping dogs. And why do I do that? Because it's one of the most populated um, like, like things in the world that are not getting enough help. Uh, they're, they're, they're one of the most popular animals in the world. And in more countries than not, they're being abused. You know, you could say many Eastern countries, Asian countries, animals barely have any rights especially dogs and cats, whereas in the Western, uh, uh, we're more familiar with, with respecting them. Um, so I follow a lot of dog shelters and dog rescue places. Obviously, there's a lot of violence and gore and blood involved. You have no idea, man. I don't even want to start the details on it. <laughs> Say you, you have a dog foundation, You're, you rescue dogs, you rescue herd dogs from, from, from the streets or from highways. How can you post videos of the hurt dogs on Instagram without getting penalized? You didn't hurt them. Are just posting the case studies because you want people to show what you're going through because you need donations in order to support your 1,000 dogs. How the F can the AI know whether you caused that or you're rescuing that? It's impossible. You need to talk to an actual human being and say, can you flag my account so that they know that I'm a dog's rescue shelter and that I'm posting gory content because that's the state in which I find the dogs and I bring them into nurturing during the process. They don't. They can't. Unless they assign a specific human being to every other human being, which is logically impossible, it's never going to happen. So you have the true creative freedom. Say, Maybe you're a millionaire or you don't have anything else to do or your life's purpose is just to help dogs. You don't have a job, you sell all your, your material goods and you dedicate and purpose all your 24 seven time, everything just into, into your dog shelter. You need donations, you need to jump on Instagram and then Instagram takes down your passion, which is to help dogs just because AI made a decision. That's just a really rough example. Say you're a firefighter, say you, you're a policeman, uh, anything that involves Again, sex, um, violence, maybe, I don't know, maybe even, even drugs. I don't know, but we'll have to find an, a specific example regarding that. But again, how can AI determine your success? Literally. How can the AI determine whether a, do a, a dog shelter with over a thousand puppies be worth saving or not? I think that's stupid. And I think people should have the voice to make a change. 
okay, I understand if AI flags your account, but you have the right to appeal with a human being. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my point. You, you would have to have the right to defend yourself. Like when you get arrested and you get a lawyer, you need to have that right just to, to give your opinion just for the sake of having two sides. Um, but again, true creative freedom will not happen until we solve this. And true creative freedom will not happen until uh, we, are, we realize even if you have a million followers, even if, and this is, this is my example, I probably know now over a thousand people with a million followers. I'm not that special. <laughs> I'm not that special. Um, and I can probably tell you 10,000 other travel influencers with as equals or better engagement than me. Um, so it comes to showing the end, you're truly not that special. It's like the Fight Club singer says, you're not special. It's, it, it, you, you really aren't. So if you're going to be the same guy doing the ice bucket challenge and you get 100,000 likes, I guarantee there's 100 people with the same engagement as famous or more than you doing the same thing. Why not just do something different? You're already big. Why do you need to grow even bigger? Grow big because of, of, of your positive influence on people. Not ju don't just grow bigger just for the sake of that. Don't just start another Fast and Furious movie just because they're so successful. Man, they're number 10. Come on already. Come on. <laughs> that should have stopped like five movies ago. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love Paul Walker. I love Mindy. I love everybody in that movie. I even know a couple of people this personally. Personally. But guess what? People need to understand when it's time. Let things go. People need to series. Netflix needs to understand when this series should have already finished. We don't need a part B. We don't need the comeback. We don't need the reunion, friends. We don't need it. It's <laughs> it's done for. Seriously. So, so so that's 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 my point. People sometimes get too greedy, and greed kills authenticity. Greed kills creativity. I know tons of people who have amazing content. And I'm going to be upward. They couldn't do it if they didn't have money. I know a lot of people have um, amazing bodies and they're using testosterone. There's nothing wrong with that. If you tell people, hey, I can tell you the idea of becoming this person. But I'll just let you know, I use this and that to get here. I didn't just eat chicken and broccoli. As long as you're transferring whatever you're doing, you can do whatever you're doing. But this is the problem. People get too greedy. The Rock says he doesn't use steroids because he's the most steroid-heavy user in the world. And he's giving people the idea that, that you can become a hero just by doing that. So that's, that's the problem. Greed. Um, contracts behind the curtain things that we don't know. Uh, there is this case study of this Indian. This, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm just being racist here. I, I'm guessing he's Indian, but I don't know. This, this, this guy uh, that was like like uh, like a nerd like I, I, I'll I'll give you the name later on when I find it, and he went from from the nerdy dad bot kind of guy to a superhuman and and he's now fighting crime in movies and whatever, and he was like a real human being with a real body, and everybody's guesses on YouTube all these fitness influencers and doctors speculating. This guy's probably jumped into steroids. And he obviously, when you get into a movie on that level, 
guess what? You're going to, 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 to sign contracts. And probably within that contract is you're going to have a personal physician and the terms in which we get you to your ideal body for that film. You cannot discuss it or guess what? You're going to be banned from Hollywood forever. So now this comes to the next question. Where does that grid come from? Maybe it's not the actor was not willing to. Maybe it's the directors who don't want them to because the producers won't let them because they've, the film agencies won't let them. So where does this end? You know, going back to Instagram, we're being fed a lot of shit because people are greedy. Buy my protein, buy my powder, buy my creatine, buy my, my things so you can become like me. By the way, I don't use my products. People, I don't, I, I, I could probably, if I, if I gave you the, if we analyze together, we sat down and analyzed it, 100 products from 100 celebrities. How many would you find that celebrities actually use them? One? Maybe five? Man, this, The Rock, I'm sorry, The Rock, I love this man. He's making tequila. He's not even Mexican. He's someone. <laughs> At least Conor McGregor is sticking to whiskey. Jesus. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I could make vodka, I'm not Russian, but guess what? I live there. I, I have a sense of a culture. I don't know if the rocks live in Mexico, if he did, please tell me so. But, and this is kind of like, like uh, taking away culture for profit. He's selling tequila because tequila is very profitable. If there was a, some one drink that was equally as profitable, he would be focusing on it. Trust me, he would. He's selling tequila because tequila is profitable. He's doing it out of greed, not because he loves Mexicans so much. Not, not because of that. Um, there is, um, God, I won't mention this specific one because this celebrity follows me. <laughs> but, uh, but, but there is tons of celebrities that now they have their own alcohol brands. They don't know F about alcohol. They don't know F about any other business than their own entrepreneurship, which is artistry. That's fine. I'm not saying if, if you're good at this, then you don't have the right to test any, out anything new in life. But don't just go and start other things just because out of reach, just because, hey, make tequila. There's the business. Um, now, nowadays, well, not, not nowadays, since, 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 since uh, you know, time old US presidents, people found out that the secret to continuing success once you're an actor or a football star, you have to remember when you're a football star, have a useful a usable period of time where you can be active and until that time you have to retire and then everything is over now you have two choices you become a director instead of an actor or you become a, a football uh, coach but the other new thing is politics hey you're already famous why not jump into politics Schwarzenegger did it uh, this president who, who first was an actor and then jumped into politics, they did. Why? Because they like greed. They like um, staying with that level of influence and politics. They, there's a lot of money involved. And sometimes people would rather vote for someone who's already famous because they, are, they look good in a movie. Um, don't get me started with 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 with, uh, with these examples in Mexico. We we had this voting um, season a couple of weeks ago. Um, Miss Mexico was one of the one of the candidates. 
uh, we had like three different TV actors. We had like five different actors. We have like three uh, models. All of these part of politics involved in being state governors, not municipality, not locally, on a state level. Imagine that. And guess what? Some of them won. <laughs> Some of them even won. Um, so again, it just goes, how all of these arises just from your one and only question in, in the interview, creative freedom based on, on, on how famous you want to become. But, but this happens as well. What will happen to Cristiano Ronaldo when he's not allowed to play anymore because there is rules? He's so fit, I would bet he can play up to age 60. I don't doubt it. Will they let him? No, because there is rules. FIFA imposes rules. Everybody has to stick to them. Um, so he will either become a football coach or a politician. We'll have this conversation again in 20 years and we'll see. Uh, trust me. This, this does actually speak to being known for something. So, you know, when you say you're well known for the ice bucket challenge or you're well known for doing crazy things out of planes, but is it a counter to the whole greed aspect when you're how can I put it? If it's for a business and you want people you want to be known for your thing rather than just having fun on Instagram and just so happen to pick up followers as you go. Yeah. Is that not one of the characteristics of being greedy as well? Because you're being hyper-focused around what it is that you want and you clearly want more of it. You know, I'm not, not just speaking to yourself, but like just generally, right? Like you want to get something out of being on the platform and that's why you, you, you grow, right? Yeah. Versus the, you know, the weirdo, the little goof that runs around doing crazy things and everyone seems to like the fact that he does those weird and crazy, wonderful stuff. Right. How, how do you make the distinctions then? How do you justify doing things for specific reasons, wanting to get more out of it, if you were mm. more of that thing, right? Yeah. Um, that mm -hmm. could be an element of, of greed as well, but then greed and wanting more seem different in my mind as well. You know, you, like you're allowed mm -hmm. to want more, but then how do you, how do you make the, the judgment call yourself in terms of why, why they're doing the thing and trying to boil it down to, to greed to a certain extent? That's a really great question. How do we separate greed from just hunger, right? Say, for example, Usain Bolt, uh, waking up 4 a.m., running, I don't know, 50 miles a day. We could associate, oh, maybe he's too greedy. He wants to overcome everything in the Olympics. That's greed, right? Well, no, because, again, greed is the authenticity killer, right? We know that because it's not coming out of heart. Now, how do we separate greed from just hunger for success? Um, the first thing is, I think greed starts when you start hiding facts. That's the number one thing, when you hide facts. Maybe Usain Bolt uh, can run these 50 miles and he gets a documentary done. But nobody knows that in reality, uh, he's using a very special kind of shoes, like these futuristic shoes with magnets or whatever. I don't know, I'm just inventing some here. 
and he's making that effort with less the amount of calories or whatever, right? I think that's when it starts at publicity stunt and that becomes greed. So I think what differentiates greed from hunger is how transparent you are with whatever you're doing. Second of all, if it's uh, congruent with your career. So this comes to honesty, to, to, uh, to, to, to your own personal core. Um, for example, um, if me, if, 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 if somebody on Instagram says, I'll pay you $100,000 if you do the ice and bucket challenge, and I say, yes, I'm $100,000 richer, maybe I'll get 10,000 likes on that post, but I sold myself, right? Yeah. doesn't matter. It, 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 at the end of the day, it's personal. I sold myself. But guess what? It's on me. It's going to be my burden when I die. Like, oh, man, I was one of those guys. I sold myself. Uh, for example, uh, nowadays you see many actors getting roles in really bad movies. Why? Because there is the only movies available or because they pay them a lot of money. And even the actors don't look happy in those movies. But guess what? They pay a lot of money. Uh, so it comes down to your core. Do you believe in what they're paying you for? If yes, it's honest. If not, that's great. That's the second thing that separates things. And the third thing is... Um, is it going to be a benefit for anybody? Maybe you have a course on how to make courses, right? Something simple for the sake of examples. Maybe down, down inside, you are very naive and you stupidly believe that your course is good, right? And you're selling it for a lot of money and whatever. But is it making people results? Are you changing people's lives? Yes? No, for the good or for the bad. Um, are you a hero in a movie? Are, are children going to be jumping into the gym because they want to look like you in five years? That's good. But if you're selling them, and this is not just for boys, it, it applies mostly for girls. Unattainable things through unattainable, through unattainable products because celebrities are endorsed. So again, back to your question, how do you separate greed from authenticity? Are you honest about the process? Is it consistent with your career? And is it helping other people? That's the three questions. Now, let me apply that into my own case. Um, am I going to countries that I don't believe in because they're uh, bad with animals? No, I'm not going to those countries because I stand behind my core. Uh, second, am I promoting anything that I don't believe in? No. I promoted, uh, three years ago, I promoted a fitness uh, program from a coach and I was stupid, I was naive, and it turns out the cases were fake. And the real people, did, yeah, this was my bad, I got in a lot of trouble, but I apologize publicly and everything. Um, just goes down to, you need to do your homework. Uh, and I'm very open to this because, again, I'm up for, for transparency. Um, I posted this case study, it was real people, it, but it was not the coach, the, the fitness program's result, it was different results from different people. And the actual people were tagging the photo, hey, whatever, girl, they're using your face. And this girl says, hey, this is me, please take this down. I did take it down and I wrote it personally, I'm sorry, I got paid to do this, I should have done my research, please, please accept my apologies, period. And that's okay. She said, that's okay, no worries, just make sure to, to research next time. And guess what, she was right. So I had a, another fitness coach paying me a couple of weeks ago to, to post his fitness program. But guess what? 
I interviewed him this time. I said, I'm going to promote your, your product, but show me what you've done. And he did. And I told him, okay, I need, the, the, I need to mention the Instagram handle of your own clients because I don't want to get in trouble and I want people to see that these are real people. And more, more importantly, I want to see myself that these are real people and that they achieve the results you're selling them. And they did. So we went through because I got transparency and I showed my audience, look, yes, this is an ad, but guess what? It's an honest ad, unlike most ads you will find on Instagram. It's an honest ad. This is the fitness trainer I'm promoting. This is a client he promoted. This is the time frame he achieved this body in, in six months. This is a picture on his scale with the, with, with the, the, the newspaper on his hand. It's as transparent as possible, right? Um, and that's when it comes down to how transparent I've become. And trust me, when you become transparent, when you play by the rules, you will not get as famous as quickly as, as, as other people. But at least you will be famous for one thing, and that is being your true self. I can tell you many people who have 100 times more money, 100 times more followers than me, and I guarantee you they don't sleep properly. They don't sleep well. They have 10 cameras installed in front of their, their porches because they, they know they didn't do something legal. Or they'll die regretting that they did something immoral. Or, or these things. And you have to ask. Can you buy back your integrity? Can you buy back uh, your consistency? Can you buy back um, your honor, if you want to call it that way? No, you can't. Most cases, you can. You can give back to society. You can donate a lot of money, but people still will know you, say, the Clintons. People will still know you for what you did at some point. Even if it was 20 years ago, people will remember it. So is it worth that much? Is it worth getting into that movie just because you were offered offer the role? Uh, so I would like to applaud people that say no to opportunities just because they don't align to their beliefs. That's, that's fine as well. You, know, you have the right not to, to, to take on something just because there's a lot of money involved. You're, you're, sometimes your, your honor is worth more than that. But guess, guess what? Most people nowadays, they don't have honor. They just want clout. They just want likes. They just want Ferraris. They just want girls. Because we're a society that is not built on honor anymore. We're built on quick pleasures, on making money fast and retiring on a private island. That's, that's our mentality nowadays. <laughs> yeah. And if that's, if that's you, that's fine. You are original. But when there's a million other people like you, doing the exact same thing, you don't become original anymore. It's like the saying, if you're so special and everybody's so special, then you're not so special anymore. If everybody's special, then nobody's special. That makes sense because it's standard already so for the sake of ending this point uh, this question uh, <laughs> this, 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 this question took an hour man and this first time i had this happen um i would say unless fame is your only and true purpose then do whatever you want but if that's not the case don't follow the money don't follow the content follow what your passion is and stick to the honor that goes along with it uh don't don't make people less than where, what they are just for the sake of a video on this I've, I've seen tons of people doing this man uh don't make fun of other people for your own benefit unless you're a comedian and the other person is also benefiting from this then that's a different case again i'm not ai yeah i can determine whether something is good or bad based on inputs based on suggestions ai can't that's why ai is stupid at least now um 
it's not ready. And until then, we're stuck. We're being as creative as we can and just hoping that Instagram will not punish us for it. That's, that's it. That was one of the things that really stuck out from our previous chat as well. This idea of integrity. Honor is a pretty adept word for it you know it's pretty relevant it's definitely something that came across in our last chat as well around you know you always try to do the extra one percent you're you're shooting for that one percent that thing that makes all the difference you know between you know playing influencer if you will or you know doing commercials for lamborghini or whatever The case is that was something that I know I watched before before our first chat. So yeah. it's it's definitely taking on a whole new meaning around being influential and doing it the right way, uh, yeah. making sure that you you sleep well at night. So th- this is something that mm-hmm. occurs to a lot of people at different levels, and it's yeah. thing that you you bring it up because I was going to mention it as well is I feel it, well, I felt it when I first started in business and we're going back about 10 years. When I very first started, yeah, didn't want to do certain things because it didn't feel right. I, I put it down to a feeling, right? There was something yeah. that didn't feel right, didn't feel good, didn't feel, I guess, transparent or authentic to who I was as a human. And I thought it's not it's not right for me right now so I can't I can't do it and this was this was everything from getting involved with companies that wanted me to be an affiliate or uh, a network marketer for their brands all the way through to like today right when people want to support the podcast and all those kinds of things and it it's weird because sometimes it's the only way to make decisions and I know you can speak to this you know you've got 500 opportunities you've only got the time to do five yeah you're gonna do what fits best you're gonna do the five that are truest to you within your integrity and you're gonna have to unfortunately say no to the 495 because you a don't have the time and you would rather dedicate your time to the thing the best fit for you not Mm -hmm. every person is in that position but it's interesting this is where I want to ask you about this is there are people that still just say yes to everything despite their despite their level of influence or despite their level of opportunity that they can have they're still doing things that you would probably consider out of integrity or dishonorable or whatever it is when did that feeling of pressure to do the right thing, you know, just from yourself, pressure on yourself to do the right thing, when yeah. did that start for you? Um, it happens a lot with modeling. Uh, there is a lot of racism involved in, in, in person-to-person, you know, face-to-face meetings. Um, and I come from a country where you're prejudged on anything within the five-second window of introduction. Um, The root of this is not necessarily evil. We're just ingrained to know whether we're wasting our time or not with people. If you sell luxury cars, 
you can't just said you don't you can't afford to have 500 people come in your shop and, and, and wondering which one has money or not you have to have i guess does he look rich maybe not apparently in clothing but does he look rich maybe mentally he looks like financially capable um but again i come from a country where they don't go as far if you look rich physically you don't need to look rich here they'll just open the door for you they'll give you the keys um you could be wearing sandals and shorts and they won't let you in but you maybe have a million followers in crypto whatever i mean, I mean for a million dollars in, in crypto whatever it is man uh but i come from a country where you're prejudged so fast um mostly because many people are time wasters i'm not going to to to, to deny that um but we come from this side that we we only have so limited amount of time and we have to think is this person worth the time should i invest more like dating should i should i put in more time or not oh this is a quick giveaway that this is going to work this quick giveaway that it's not going to work so i don't think the root of prejudging is necessarily bad especially because biologically speaking we have these from millions of years ago when we had to make five second decisions what is that sound is that a tiger coming towards me should i run or not hey that guy looks dangerous why is he coming with a spear in his hand towards me should i make a decision or not prejudging is biologically pre-planned by nature we cannot do anything in there. if i come to you with a knife running towards you what do you think you're gonna do you're gonna run and i'm gonna hey why are you holding that knife we're not gonna be doing that um uh, that's uh, there's nothing wrong with that exactly um if you have to use makeup or you have to dress up for a meeting is again and when it comes to ai is that necessarily cheating on something uh, it, it depends on the person you know there is no right or wrong answer nowadays um but going back to your question how did this happen to me i grew up in a country where i just learned i had to dress up a little more sharper just than the next guy I just had to have my resume a little bit longer than the next guy. I just had to have a little, a few more contacts than the other guy. Um, I had to wear a little brighter colors just than the next guy. Because guess what? And, and, and this is an example I give a lot. If you have a degree on Har uh, from Harvard and the next guy also has a degree from Harvard and you have the exact same age and you live in the exact same neighborhood and you know, everything looks the same you both have the exact degree of abilities and you're running for the same position but you play golf and the other guy doesn't your game because the boss plays golf sometimes it's not their skills it's the tiny details that come along yeah if you're wearing the same uh pinstripe uh um suit as as the guy interviewing you he's probably go for you just because you're associating with him if you guys went to the same school if maybe uh, you dated the person with the same last name, even the tiniest details will make them more relatable. And, and this is when I got to understand, you have to make these quick decisions. Uh, but again, without lying, because again, that's not authentic anymore. That's not transferring you. They're, you're taking the other job from the other guy out of greed. Uh, so it started with me um, in modeling, or uh you know there's many places where, where you have to knock on doors and they give you extra temporary favors to 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 to, to run where you say what does this have to do with my career absolutely nothing 
Why do I have to run errands for this person? Absolutely nothing. I'm at this level. I shouldn't run errands for anybody, at least unless I, I decide to. Um, so I think everybody faces this at some point. Uh, and I think it plays a role in, in everything, in gender, in, 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 in what country you were born, in what passport you're holding, everything, everything. Even in you, for example, maybe uh, we have the same degree of everything or whatever, uh, but we knock the door on a specific business and they say, hey, but your passport is better than, than this guy. Period. I'm done for. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of decisions to be making, um, but as long as, as you're consistent with that and you're transparent, um, you know, you, you, you should be good, man. What's the funniest thing you've ever been asked to do? Oh man, <laughs> funny <laughs> depends on, on, on the quality of funny. Funny has been giving me a funny feeling of, oh man, I don't want to do this. Like when I, when I was shooting this commercial video for a parachute uh, company, and guess what? <laughs> I had to jump from a plane to have the video completed. That was the funny feeling of, oh man, can't believe I'm doing this. I, I, I wish I was, I was jumping out of, a personal goal rather than being paid. I was paid for jumping out of a plane. Most people pay to jump out of planes. Um, <laughs> it was funny in the sense that I was, you know, when you, you are in a position like, oh my God, I'm strapped into another guy behind my back. <laughs> I don't have a seatbelt on. I'm on, a, I'm on a plane and the door is open. And it's like minus five degrees, it's easy, like Celsius. It's really cold up there, like 5,000 feet up in the air, probably more. No, 17,000 feet up in the air. Wow. That's, that's like three kilometers, four kilometers, something like that. It's 30 degrees Celsius where you land, you know, at, at, at the floor level. And it's minus five, probably even minus 10 as you keep going. It's only for a minute, so let's say it's bearable because you know it's only going to last so much. But it's unbearable at the same time because you go from 30 degrees to minus 10, and when you're at 30, you're wearing a shirt, a t-shirt. <laughs> you're at minus 10, wear a t-shirt. You know, it's only for a minute, it's only for a minute. And the fight or flight behavior that you get when you're when the lion is running towards you and you need to run and adrenaline kicks in, the same kicks in when you're in that plane. I have to jump so I end this feeling of cold. I have to jump so that I overcome this level of stress. I have to jump. And the other side is the level of shame, if they land the plane with you on it, is never ending. <laughs> because you're going to have a flock of people Applauding of you, making fun of you, where you say, oh, people shouldn't make fun of them. Well, it doesn't matter. They do make fun of you if you do that. Like when you step out of a roller coaster because you didn't want to go in. That, that's the same example. When you get off a plane, from with a plane because you didn't want to jump, well, everybody will remember. Well, they'll call you chicken for it, if you want to say that. <laughs> uh, so that, that was a really funny experience. I, I wanted to do it, but the thing that made me the most want to jump is the kid in front of me was seven years old. I'm like, if we can do it, I can do it, man. <laughs> You're pressured by a seven-year-old. I'm jumping. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't? Oh, I've I've never. No, I'm um, I'm afraid of heights and falling. So it's kind of 
that's my that's my worst case scenario is being in a plane that I have to jump out of. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the the shame of not jumping is less than the fear of jumping and for right. so I, I right. would live with yeah some of the oh we didn't jump I'd be able to live with that I'd be like <laughs> but like actually jumping and for like I I couldn't I I I'd, yeah. I would rather have the social pressure <laughs> and guilt I'd rather feel guilty and shameful yeah. about two yeah. weeks than the yeah. Panic for about 20, 20 seconds or so by the time you hit the floor. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really couldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go up in the plane. I'd be like, I don't, I don't do planes. If you want to pay me to like pretend, yeah, then, then we can do that. But well, I'm not getting up in the plane. Well, if you're in the plane already attached to somebody, I guess that you already had the initiative, and and you only have the other fifty percent of convincing yourself left to do. I don't know. But say, say for example, they, they paid me to do it. Would I have done it on my own sense just for the certificate? Probably, but not during that time. It would, it would have been under my own terms, you know? Yeah. But, and if you did it, it would be when, and the time when you cope with your own fear and you do it on your own terms. But say, would you jump off a plane to land your dream podcast with the most influential person in history? Jesus, Gandhi, Hitler. Michael Jackson, whomever, would you land? Would you jump from a plane to be able to to afford that interview? Probably the dream interview. Because I think fear of death would take over. <laughs> That'd be sort of. I mean, like if the if the guy jumped out and I was strapped to his back, I'm out of control. Then I'd probably hate that even more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hate being out of control. That's what it's. It's the worst possible scenario you could put me in. You know, yeah. I've got to jump. The other guy's going to jump, so you're strapped to him. You don't have a choice. Yeah. And combined with all the fear of heights and flying and falling, I, I just the worst yeah. possible scenario to put me in. But I've got family. <laughs> I've done it. I've got family that have jumped out of planes, and I go, I must be the weird one then, because how you're okay with that, I, I have no idea. Yeah. It must be the, the odd sheep in the family. If I'm the one that's like, no, not doing it. Don't even. Don't even try to get me on there. I will probably fight you beforehand. Um, <laughs> not getting on that plane. Uh, so I'll, I mean, that's that's fine. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Um, but I think the good thing about jumping off the plane, just to finish up this question, is once you're strapped to the person, um, when they they raise you, you're you're in the front of the person. They have to lift up your body weight in order to walk. To the end uh you know line right when you're about to jump obviously if the 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 the, the tandem instructor isn't too strong or you are too big for them uh, you will have to be because it's it's a small plane it's like 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 four feet tall so you can't really walk in there you have to kind of crawl to, to move within the plane um so when 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 the, when you have to crawl you have to like walk like 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 as a sumo, when you're the instructor, I was the person attached. 
picturing it as a judo match between me and the instructor. He's trying to get me to jump out of the plane. I'm trying to stay on the plane. It'll turn into a fully-fledged, like, judo <laughs> middle of the plane. I'm not going. You are going. Start wrestling me to the floor and, and all that sort of stuff. But no, that, that would make sense, actually, because... Like they they have to they have to be comfortable in themselves. The person they're jumping out the plane with is bigger than them. They lose control, but they're yeah. to be in control. That's when accidents happen. When when the person that the, the, the goal of a of a tandem instructor is kind of like a bartender. You're not just giving a product, you have to understand the person and calm them down. And and, and you know that. Um accidents when parachuting come when there's a combination of both the tandem instructor not coming in off the person, but also the person having an extreme fear. Not, not, not your fear. I think your fear is overcomable if you work on it. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying maybe you can work on it. But there is people to the degree, they will break the instructor's neck mid-air. Literally. That's, it's, it's to a, an extreme, more extreme than your extreme. It's, it's a totally different extreme. Total fear. Total yeah. fear. So it's completely different. Um, but the good thing about that, and instructors know, they have to fight off your, 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 uh, your, your, your rejections yeah. right there. So what they tell you is if you're smaller than the tandem guy, you will literally hang on from, from, from this trap. They will walk with your body weight on. And remember, the G-forces are higher. They have to be really strong because they, they're, charged, they, they're, they're lifting your own body plus theirs plus fighting the G-forces within the plane. So they lift you up, and the instruction is you have to grab yourself from your own strap. They do this for two reasons. First of all, so you don't hang from the plane last minute and you hang on to something, to a wire or whatever. And the second of all, because there are certain straps where you can literally choke the instructor if you pull from the wrong strap. That's when accidents happen. So, but the benefit from this is your only uh, instruction is to hang to yourself. And your, lift, your, your feet are lifting like this. So you are weightless for a moment. You're not touching anything. You're not even touching the floor. Meaning that if you hold on to this, you can't fight off the structure fly, uh, uh, jumping from the plane. That's why they physiologically, but also uh, mentally prepare you to jump this way because they get rid of all the fears and the reactions. You cannot do anything anymore. And they tell you, look, if you don't follow this, we're going to get hurt, both you and myself. So just follow this step. There is people that jump from planes, and instead of hanging here, they, they, they lift off their arms immediately. And guess what? At the speed that you're going at the first minute, you hit the instructor like this, you knocked him out. <laughs> just, for, just, just for lifting your hands, you knocked him out. Yeah, Nobody's going to save you anymore. It's the, uh, the G-forces and the wind and everything. Yeah, it's too strong at first. That's why they tell you, just grab yourself from here. But if you overdo, the, 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 they tell you, they, I, I'm just going to give a really quick instruction. Is when they tap on your shoulder like this, it means you can let go. Right. But it's only once they get in control of, of your body weight as a team and they, they get the handle of it. Because most times you end up jumping and spinning, whatever. First, they have to level it up and stabilize, and then they say, now is good enough for them to let go. That all that happens in that in that five second window. All that. It's it's that fast. It's that fast. 
but they know everything. They, they know when to, and the accidents happen when they don't follow the rules. But again, we're, we're deviating a lot from the question. <laughs> it's very safe, very, very safe. So I know that you can, I, it's like, like when they tell you, just be happy. Well, it's not that simple. Uh, just lose your fear. It's not that simple. But trust me, if it was that dangerous, it wouldn't be legal. There wouldn't be schools teaching it. So I, I really recommend you to do it. Then the second you jump, they're like, I'm done for. I died. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh no, it's done. I jumped. And it takes you like five seconds to realize, oh, this is what I feel like. Oh my God, it's terrible. I cannot breathe. And then your body catches up with you and like, oh, wait a minute. I can open my mouth. Oh, I can breathe. Oh, guess what? It's not that bad. Do it, man. Seriously, do it. It lasts five seconds of terrible fears. And then you realize it's, it's incredibly, um, how can I say, it? impacting. But it only lasts five seconds and then you enjoy it. And then, uh, you know, the secret to this is when you, the, the, the higher off you take off, I mean, you, you, you jump from, the better it is. Because the less you can see the floor, the less you can associate how high off you are. I would rather jump from 10,000 feet than 1,000. Because from 1,000, I can see people in the floor. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, from 10,000, you only can see, uh, you know, patches of fields, like square fields and things like that and lakes. So you really don't have a sense of how high you are. It's like you're just landing on a map, a huge map, like a huge painting. It's, it's beautiful, actually. So... You, you maybe you're imagining like when you're on the rooftop of a really tall building, it's not like that. The fear is not that bad because it doesn't look as impacting. It's it's it's, it's really not that bad. So I'd really recommend you to try it. I would I promise you hundred dollars. You'll get on a plane and do it a second time. I guarantee that. A hundred dollars, man. That's my bet. I'll put the money right here. <laughs> seriously, seriously, man. You've done it more than once, then I take it. No, I haven't. I jumped a month before the COVID thing. <laughs> and so I haven't been able to go back. And it's, uh, I, they paid me to do it because it was part of a video, but it's also not that cheap if I want to do it like often. It costs like $100 to $100 per jump, depending on, on where to do it. So it's, it's not that cheap, you know? Mm. Plus, it's most times out of the city. You have to drive. and uh, so, uh, It's not that uh, obtainable right now. But man, I really recommend it just as an added skill. And many, many times uh, when you get into this plane, what ECC up is there's more people like you in the plane. If it was only you and the guy, oh my God, I'm freaking scared. But guess what? There's other five Michaels in that plane and you all five go together to overcome your fear. And guess what? There's a seven-year-old Michael in front of you, but there's a hundred-year-old Michael next to you and there's a 300-pound Michael next to you. And you see a lot of Michaels and everybody has... A specific uh, thing to overcome. Maybe it's personal. Maybe it's uh, financial. Um, my 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 tandem instructor, which is a really nice guy, he organizes tandem jumps for companies, in which they make you jump when you start a job, just to overcome a, a really harsh fear. And guess what? When you realize it's not that bad, you become you you, you overcome anything. And trust, this is, I'm not making this up. 
Uh, they do this like spiritual retirements for, for, for people in, in, in financial departments. They take them on a tandem trip tour and they all go back to their jobs more focused. Oh yeah, man, I overcame something. And, they, they, and then they become more focused. They become more efficient, more productive for their companies. Well, that's why companies pay for tandem trips. Um, so trust me, trust me, it's, it only lasts five seconds of fear. And it's a lifetime of memories, man. You don't have to do it more than once, just do it once. Trust me. I love how you're trying to talk me into it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll never, I'll never commit to doing something on on a podcast that's going to go out in a couple of months from now. So, <laughs> not going to work. But it's been really, really great to chat to you, Jan. As always, it's good. Yeah. To... <laughs> um, yeah. Last question for you then. For sure, man. It is if you were on a mountain and everyone had travelled to hear you speak so we're talking hypothetical right so if you can picture it you're on top of a mountain someone gives you a microphone everyone can hear you all around the world different languages you name it it's automatically translated so they'll all get it right it'll be not algorithmically based it will be your intention behind be how they receive it right yeah and you've only got two minutes to say want to say Mm-hmm. What what would it be? Ah, that's man. Every time I get on an interview, I find the next best question they have asked me. This has stopped every everything else out. Uh, that's the best question that someone's ever asked me. Um, what I would say is, once you travel enough, you re- you realize everybody's the same. Most people are the same. Sure, color changes and financial capabilities and societies and how open or close-minded uh, a country is or your height or your race or your status. Those things change, but those things, those things are minor. Everybody has to breathe. Everybody has to eat. Everybody needs company. And the basis of being a human, that's when you understand. Everybody does the same. Everybody in every country goes out with some coffee or tea or, or the equal in, in their culture and enjoy a good sunset. Everybody does the same. And I have a, a really good uh, you know, philosophical uh, uh, thing that somebody told me once. It's like, so you see the moon, right? What if I told you it's the same moon that Mozart was looking at 400 years ago? I'm sorry, 300 years ago. It's the same moon. He was looking at the same moon. It's the same moon Christopher Columbus was looking at. It's the same moon the, the Vikings were looking at. It's the same moon the, Vi- the, the dinosaurs were looking at when, when, when they were looking up the sky. It's the same moon. From everything ever changing in the universe, the sky is the one and only thing that is ever consistent. Unless a meteor comes and crashes into the moon and changes everything. You know, we're going to die anyways. Uh, but <laughs> my point is, it's nice to have this degree of knowing, oh, Maybe they wiped off this country or this forest and night they, they built a really nice condo apartment complex. At least the moon is the same as, as a million years ago, as four billion years ago, it's the same moon. So it's nice to sometimes just know that, you know, you're in a very foreign country. I'm like, man, everything is so different. At le- but at least it's the same moon I'm looking from home. Maybe my dad is looking at the moon at the same time that I, that I am, but from the other side of the world. Um, that, that's, that's just one thing. You realize many things are exactly the same. 
People like the moon, people like sunsets. And back to my point is, when you get that sense and you realize that not many, not, we're not that different from each other, you don't understand anymore the point of war and violence and greed and, and, and politics. And man, these people are just the same as us. They just had it a little tougher. They just have a little different, but they're the same. Or, you know, maybe these people eat their, with their hands. And there's nothing wrong with that if you get used to it. And that's maybe they go to your country and you use a knife and a fork. And I'm like, why would you use that if you have your hands? And, you know, you apply the, the logic invertedly and, and you both question each other, like kind of like the new world meets whole world and they question each other and they smile each other, like, why do you do that? Why, like, things like that. And you realize it's not that, 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 that different anymore. Six, 600 years ago, you, you go from, from London to the Aboriginal states in Australia, I guarantee it's gonna be very different. But nowadays it isn't, even, even nowadays, because at the end of the day, we still enjoy the same. You know, we, we'll, we enjoy nature, which is the most, consist the most consistent thing. We enjoy a good laugh. We enjoy good company. We enjoy good food, whether it's vegan or meat or whatever it is you like. Um, but <laughs> you, you said two minutes, man. I, I'm still in the show for three minutes in the entire world. Um, but what I would say is once you travel the world and you step on that mountain and you see that everything is the same, you kind of let go a little of that pressure of, of, of needing to overcome everything and having all the money in the world. I need the best car of everything. I've met tons of people during my travels, literally millionaires. They don't have any material things that rather spend their money on traveling. And they have an iPhone 7. They have a 30-year-old van converted. Maybe they have the financial capability to do whatever they want but they're not wasting their time behind offices in new york or whatever they know what they do they have enough money thank god they're fortunate enough to do it i wish i had that opportunity and they do and they know it and they spend their life that way they they know they have all the money they use in their entire lives and now they dedicate their entire life uh, to shoot travel videos that's not my case i wish i was at, at that level like one day I'll, I'll i'll be but they do and then you realize man this guy is humble as hell he could be driving a different Ferrari every day the rest of his life, yet he's here at the top of the mountain with me and we're eating tuna, uh, a dollar tuna cans together. That's when you realize travel connects people. And especially when you get on tours and you get to, to know the people in a tour because the bus is driving five hours straight somewhere, you end up talking to each other. And guess what? Most times you end up and realizing you got something in familiar with the other person. Maybe... Uh, your cousin went to the same university in Amsterdam than, than the guy in front and, and they know the same class and the same professor or maybe you both like the same football team. You don't know each other, but you both watch the same match and you talk about the match and you exchange business cards and five years later, they, uh, they end up visiting your country. And it's like one of those people you only see three times in your lifetime and that's enough because you, 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 you like each other a lot. Um, that's when you realize all these things. It's, it's, the world is not that big. Even with the cultural differences, we're not that different. There's not too many things that change. And if more people traveled, if more people realized we don't have enough time to do everything, 
less people will, will be focusing on being greedy and more will be focusing on spending their time better. If more politicians, I, I think that this would be a fix to everything. If more politicians got to travel a little more and they realized that their $100 million in, in bribes and, and, and blood money and, and everything they got is not enough money to spend in a lifetime of traveling because their life is constrained by the amount of time that they have, not the amount of money they have. They would quit their jobs and use whatever hard-earned money or, or, or not well-earned money. They would just quit their jobs and start doing what they love. This, this, this quote by Alan Watts, he says, take money aside for a moment. You already have everything. What do you start doing now? That's a good question. Take money aside for a second. What do you, what do you start doing right now? If everybody started doing that, that would be you know, just a benefit. And if you're so good at it and you're so passionate, you're the best, you're still going to be making money from it. You're still going to make money. But just people, people put the value of, of, of money as weighing more than the value of time. And when you travel, you understand it's the other way. Yes, you need money to travel. Yes, it's an utopia to travel all the time. Even for me, even for travel influencers saying that they travel 365 days a year, that's not true because you always have to go back home and you have to renew passports. You have to renew visas. You have to family. You, you have to visit your family. Um, somebody died. You have to visit. You know, it's illogical what they are selling. But if more people could commit to traveling more and seeing that. If you divide the amount of countries in the world by the amount of time left you have in this world, you have to visit a specific country every so many amount of months. So that from starting from that very moment to be able to finish everything up before you die. I realize, man, every year of work is a year less of countries I could have visited or mountains that I would have climbed, or beaches, or oceans, or sailing, or whatever activities you like doing. But when people realize, man, why would people want to start traveling when they retire at 65, when their knees are not working anymore? Uh, you know, maybe a culture got destroyed, or the pyramid broke off and fell apart, and it's not closed. Why wait, right? You cannot buy that back. Not with all the money in the world. Look at look at the Notre Dame when it burned out. They can reconstruct it. It will never be the same as it was. You can, no, no amount of money can buy that back. That's what would make people change. That would make people calm down, focus more on their families, focus more on what they enjoy, saying, man, my, maybe I have enough money for the rest of my life. I'll just give it away from now on. I'll pass the torch and let somebody else take over so that they can also start their own dreams. Hey, maybe I have five businesses. I'll let go of one so that I have enough time of traveling because it's inversive all the way. Maybe you have enough time. And instead of running five businesses, just run three and travel the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, that's what I would tell people. Once you get to see everything, you realize you wasted time working in that restaurant. You wasted time working for that boss. And that's, that, that boss was paying his own vacation. <laughs> Or on vacations, yeah. <laughs> but that is a fantastic way to finish off your explorer on Instagram. I'm sure people can find you on other platforms as well. If you haven't subscribed, make sure that you do leave a review if you love the show and. 
feel free to share the show, tag Jan and myself on social media, telling us what you thought. As always, it's a pleasure, and I look forward to keeping in touch. For sure, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.